now proudly presented on SNME, that Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Got a hustle on the own time. Color people every port side. We just people. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George Mackay, back here on another MLW Rewind. It's actually a week late, so we apologize for that. It's the season finale of Fusion, and they're going to be taking a hiatus. Well, not really a hiatus because they do have the Christmas show. Then I think they are having a Fusion, and then they're back with Kings of Coliseum. But we'll get to all that in a little bit. I always do this with the one and only, my PIC, Uncle Bobby B. What's up, Bobby? Ahoy, ahoy, ahoy. What is going on? It's been, uh, yeah, we're a, little, we're a little late this week, but you know what? It's uh, It's been, it's it's the hectic time of year. It's the holiday season and schedules get a little messed up and we're closing in. It's the, the final fusion of the year anyway. So, you know, it's a little late. And if you were dying to hear our opinions on it, we apologize uh, but but we're here now, and that's the important thing. We are home for Christmas. Absolutely. We're home on YouTube. We're home on SNME. We're home on all other podcast platforms. So we'll be back. And uh, there'll be a little bit of a hiatus for the holidays because obviously Rob and I are not going to be covering nor doing a reaction show on Christmas Eve. We have families to think of. And as much as we love podcasting, I'm sure there's people out there that can wait a couple of days to hear our thoughts and opinions. I don't see anybody rushing out to watch. Oh, my God. MLW Rewind dropped their holiday rush review. Got to check it out right away. I don't see that happening on Christmas Eve. So to everyone out there, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. And then, of course, obviously, Rob and I will probably try to get together. Maybe Boxing Day, we can watch Holiday Rush and run down our review because we'll both be off before we have to go back to our appropriate shoot jobs as it is. Does that sound good to you there, Bobby? I think that's possible, right? Yeah, I can try. I got, uh, you know, four families I got to visit this year. So Boxing Day might be tight, but I will uh, I will try. If not Boxing Day, we'll do it on the 27th. We'll do it sometime yeah. that week. That's what we can do. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out for sure. But regardless, let's run down the final fusion of the year, which, again, this is last week's fusion. So if you've watched it and you already know the spoilers, great. We're not spoiling anything. If you're watching us to find out the spoilers, as always, spoilers ahead. So enjoy strap in, strap up, and here we go. We get a one-shot recap right off the hop. Uh, then we get a promo of MSL crying uh, <laughs> at his desk with Tom Lawler eating the jelly beans or the M&Ms or whatever they have in that little pimp cup that they have filled with candy, saying that one shot was an absolute disaster. I got a negative five on cage match. Uh, what's he going to do? WTF is ruined. Tom Lawler just gets pissed off, and he stands up, goes over to MSL with this epic pep talk talking about how he wanted to bring back sports entertainment. They used to have celebrities in the audience, like Bob Euchre, Pamela Anderson. Like, come on, MSL. G. Gordon Liddy. G. I Gordon couldn't believe Liddy. he that, pulled that one out. Yeah, he like... pulled that one out of his ass, for sure. And he's like, you know, this is supposed to be sports entertainment. We're supposed to be titans. Now, at this point, ML MSL is hyped up. And he is saying Christmas Rush is their last chance to take over. And they will. And right at that moment, we get Joe Dombrowski and Matt Stryker coming on the airwaves telling us that Akira was attacked by the calling right before the show began. He's in the back right now, or in the back at that moment, getting stitched up. And he's still going to face Ricochet Page tonight for that later on in the episode for that open weight strap. So it's going to be a good one. Uh, Rob, what did you think about MSL's promo? What did you think about Akira getting attacked? That wasn't a surprise for me. I kind of knew that was going to be coming in some way, shape, or form uh, before we get into the Battle Royal that kicked off Fusion. You know, I, I, I got to say, one of the things I love about this whole WTF angle is it's been very well played in the way that they poke fun at the internet wrestling community without 
insulting the internet wrestling community because at the end of the day those are the people that talk about and watch your product you don't want to fully insult them from a corporate standpoint it's what you know it's one thing if a wrestler comes out and calls you a bunch of marks or something but from a a, a, you know top down standpoint you don't want to insult your fans but just the way they worked these things has just been so entertaining and subtle and hilarious and I just, you know, like minus five on cage match, like, you know, just acknowledging these things. You'd never hear other places talking about cage match or putting this is a work ski on the bottom of their hotline number. Just great stuff. I I loved it. And Tom Lawler, you know, he he knows how to straddle that line between humor and seriousness. And he does it so well. And hey, MSL, as always, the most comfortable man in professional wrestling. 100%, 100%. All right, so we get it, like I mentioned earlier, we get a big battle royal to kick off the show, uh, and everyone on the roster that is a kind of uh, middleweight player or somebody who doesn't have any camera time recently, they're all out there. They're all out there. Question. Yes. Stop. Did you pick the winner of this battle royal before it started? I did. Okay, me I, too. Please continue. I did, absolutely. So everybody's there. Uh, WTF is the last members to come out. Tom Lawler and Joey Bishop. Obviously, with them being the last ones to come out, you knew it was going to be a member of WTF that was going to take it. Most likely in there were the member of Boumaier, or so I thought, but I did. I was corrected on that, who the final two was. Uh, first elimination right off the hop, TJ Crawford. Goes running towards Kevin Blackwood, and Blackwood just goes underneath, scoops him over, drops him down. So TJ Crawford might have had or may actually stand to compete with Santino Morella for the quickest elimination in sports entertainment history. Has to be right up there. Has to absolutely be right up there. Um, but then again, there's a whole lot of eliminations that happen very quickly. And our final two, Matt Justice and Joey Bishop. So like I did say, I knew it was going to be a member of WTF. I had a feeling it was going to be Bishop. Uh, Corp Bauer loves to give... Um, these pushes, or you, you can see that these pushes are coming when he puts somebody in a battle royal type of situation, like with Alex Kane when he debuted at Battle Riot two years ago. Yeah, we it, saw something it, special. We knew that they were giving they were giving him a lot of time. They gave him his own entrance. We knew this was going to be something really cool. Yeah, you could tell they they're putting a lot of stock in Josh Bishop. Uh, oh, sorry, I kept saying Joey. Thank you, Josh Bishop. Josh Bishop. No worries, uh, bro. It's it's. It's a uh, it's a time of year where brains are scrambled, so I'm sure Josh Bishop doesn't take any offense. Uh, but yeah, he's the he's the champion over at AIW, and most people know AIW in Ohio. Uh, so definitely, you can see that they they see a lot of value in him. He really has the look. And I said this to you before, and it's not just the hair; just it's the body shape. He reminds me of Sid the way he works a bit as well. Uh, especially especially after they did that whole stretcher thing after the match with Matt Justice, obviously Josh Bishop taking the win. Um taking which the win really a razor's edge to Matt Justice through a table. So that was a, a pretty cool way. And now it makes sense why SGC was one of the final members of the uh, or the final two because you knew Matt Justice was going to be the only guy that could take that bump and take it cleanly. And he did. He took it like a fucking champ. And it was weird because this was the first time and not even Joe Dombrowski mentioned the first time that Matt Justice was leaving the arena not under his own power. Right. So and, they had and... to like they really sold this whole stretcher gimmick and now they've set up Joey uh, uh Josh Bishop and uh Matt Justice for Holiday Rush. So it's actually good on them to put him with a vet like Justice because now we and I'm not saying that Bishop is fresh off the block. You did mention he's a champion over at AWI. So he knows his he's been in the Indies for a couple of years now. 
But to put him in a match with Matt Justice, a singles match at Holiday Rush, their last event of 2023, that's a big deal. So that this is also going to put more eyes on him and see what he can do. And I think Matt Justice is the best person they could possibly have picked to put him with. Yeah, because Matt will take the stupidest. I don't want to say stupid to be insulting. He'll just do things that are insanely crazy, and he's got no issue with it. But just to uh, go back what I was saying, really reminding me of the build-up to WrestleMania 8 with Sid uh, just demolishing everybody week after week, squashing people and putting them on a stretcher. and just, You know what I mean? So it really brought back some some memories of, of Sid. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. And hey, listen, if you're going to remember anybody from that, you know, late 80s, early 90s run, Sid Vicious ranks right up there or Sid Justice, whatever you want to call him. He ranks right up there. Sid Vicious was uh, underrated, not underutilized, but definitely underrated in his time. Jason the Terrible. <laughs> in his time in pro wrestling. Can't believe. Wow, you really pulled that one out, eh? <laughs> like GW. <laughs> man. Oh. Jason the Terrible. Man, he was huge and he wore a Jason mask and he wore a hockey mask. He wore like demolition gear and he was big in the. In the uh, I can't remember what territory he worked in back in the day. As as uh, I thought he worked Rocky Mountain with Jim Cornette. Did he might have been? I it very well could have been. My my territory days. I unfortunately got rid of all my old PWI magazines and stuff. I had like stacks and stacks of wrestling magazines from the eighties, and uh, I got rid of them unfortunately. But I digress. Absolutely, so refusing fusing fusion. There you go. So with Bishop there, uh, then kicking Matt Justice off the uh, stretcher. WTF is back in the win column after a very shoddy, uh, fortunate. Actually, they stacked a few losses there at one shot. So their one shot to take over did not go very well. They were handed an uh, L almost every turn of that pay-per-view. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go back through the Re Rewind archives. We've got our fallout from one shot, so you can check our review on that. All right. Um, where was I here? Da, 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 da. Oh, right. A Fat 2 recap of Fat 2 and uh, crashing MSL's bodybuilding contest at one shot and destroying Hammerstone and all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, then we get a Fat 2 promo. He wants Hammerstone a holiday rush. He wants it to be the trilogy. Christmas Eve will never be the fucking same. Quote, unquote. And uh, he's right. And we're going to get that match at Holiday Rush. So it's official. Hammerstone, Fat 2, that is your main event at Holiday Rush. And this is the trilogy. Uh, Hammer is 2-0 and in this trilogy. So even if Fat 2 wins, Hammer still wins the series, per se. But regardless, uh, Fat 2, I, I, I feel like this match is going to go Fat 2's way. I, I feel, and, I feel yeah. like the WTF is going to try to do their underhanded shit. But Fat 2 is still going to prevail because, listen, he's the crown jewel of mlw he is a pillar there he's the guy that never left never left fatu's been there since the return and he's held down shit for the last four years so he's not and with and with hammer being a free agent as of the first of january uh it would make sense that fatu might uh might take him out on his way out you know what i mean Absolutely. And you know what? Uh, January 1st could be wild, man. There's a lot of big name free agents, but there's also huge, huge agents coming to MLW. Matt Riddle is returning. Bro, bro, bro. I was going to say, bro, we haven't talked about Matt Riddle. Well, yeah, actually, uh, I was I was building towards I was building. But Matt Riddle will face Jacob for two January 6th at Kings of Coliseum. And this is a rematch. Five years in the making. So, yeah, this is this is going to be huge. This is one of the you guys that Jacob Fatu took on right before he won that title. So uh, him and Rat Riddle had a banger 
couple years ago. Go back through the MLW archives. You can find that there. Or if you're smart like us, go to 5 Plus. You can find the archive there as well because they do have their archival stuff there. So I'm just saying, $7.99, it's a great holiday gift for anyone out there. Last-minute gift shoppers. Uh, but- and, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's a legit MMA fighter. He can hit. And you got a guy like Fatu who's a legit fighter. He can hit. These two guys are going to kick the shit out of each other, and I can't wait for it. Absolutely. And don't forget, they're five years grown in this business. They're five years better than they were five years before because everybody levels up in pro wrestling. Uh, Yes, Matt Riddle didn't have the best departure from WWE, and there were some questionable things near the end. But regardless, you can't take away from Riddle's skill in the ring. I may not be a fan of the character, and I've admitted that from day one. I'm not a fan of the character of Matt Riddle, but I enjoy Matt Riddle's work in the ring. When Matt Riddle wants to go, Matt Riddle can go. And that's that's uh, just it. Yeah, and I think, you know, wouldn't surprise me if MSL is uh, trying to sneak his tentacles, his velour tentacles you know into what? the ear I, of Matt Riddle. I, I get that. I, I can see where your mind's totally going with that. But just bringing Holiday back in and he signs Holiday, you bring Riddle back in and he signs Riddle. At that point, it kind of takes away stigma from everybody else. I feel like the Titan... The World Titan Federation has a great foundation now. Let's build, like, we're already seeing them building Bishop. Let's see what Bishop does. Let's see how they build Bishop. I don't feel like signing every name to WTF is smart because then it really does become a mirrored image of NWO. Everybody coming in is going to go to WTF. Yeah, maybe. Snisky, we haven't really seen Snisky a a whole lot. So you got Bishop. You got Holiday. Who else? You got Lawler. Lawler? You got Cardona, even though I think Cardona's run with MLW is done. You got Cardona still who could come back at any point. He could, but I don't know. Well, I mean, Steph DeLander is certainly coming back because we're going to see her against Mance Warner. So good brother three. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Mance Warner was fired, bro. Come on, man. Yeah. I don't know why. What was my brain doing? Yeah, no. Master good brother number three. Well, that's actually a great promo. And it's too bad it wasn't the segue point because it was a great promo that we saw from Manders and good brother three. But let's get into this. How about before we go too deep down the WTF rabbit hole and if Riddle will sign there. Let's just know that that match is going to bang at Kings of Coliseum. 150%. Going to bang. Uh, TR James versus Delmi Exo versus Janai Kai for the featherweight strap. It is a triple threat. And that's right. It's a champion's disadvantage because the champion does not have to be pinned to lose that title. So uh, obviously, though, Janai never travels alone. Comes out with Selena De La Renta. Selena De La Renta is wearing a fanny pack, which she never wears. So, you know, she's got something in that fanny pack. And sure enough, it came to fruition. This was a great match, though. I love the double team work by Tiara and Delmi. On Janai, they really had Janai kind of on the ropes for a little bit. But then, of course, being a triple threat match, no one's going to try to get the pin over the other one. So every time TR went for a pin or Delmi went for a pin, they stopped each other just because they don't want to lose the title. But at one point, Janai was in kind of a Walls of Jericho, Boston Crab, if you will, by Delmi. And Selena pulled out what was in that fanny pack, which could have been perfume or maybe hairspray or even tanner. I'm not sure. But something within an aerosol can right into Delmi's eyes, causing the distraction. The ref was distracted. Delmi rolled herself out of the ring. Now it's a one-on-one match, and Janai gets the young, up-and-coming T.R. James all to herself, and one quick spin kick, which she was amazingly able to turn the trajectory around mid-air. So you got to give Janai credit for that. And unfortunately, T.R. James is pinned one, two, three. Janai retains. Delmi's blind. T.R. is knocked out in the center of the ring. And Selena De La Renta, has a Christmas gift of still having a championship in Promotios yeah. Dorado. Not saying that that's the only championship she has, but she still has that championship in Promotios Dorado. So, 
Yeah, uh, Tiara James, you could tell, man, she's got she's got a bright future in this business. The Big crowd upset. really, really reacts to her. Um, she's got she's got what it like. She's got the look. She's got the charisma. She's she can work in the ring. So it's it's gonna be awesome to watch her career unfold. Good match from all these ladies. Uh, man, I cannot get enough of Janai Kai though. Like she's just absolutely evil in the ring. It's incredible. So much fun to watch genuinely scary it's great but an absolute sweetheart if you don't believe me i've said this a few times go through the straight talk archives no monthly subscription there me and the mini host both sat down with her she's fantastic and it was a great conversation both ways shape or form um oh holiday rush control center we got another match announced for holiday rush and it is the boom fight club that's alex kane and mr thomas going one-on-one with sgc for the tag titles now sgc has adopted freebird rules or they did when manders or sorry, when Mance was still there. So I'm assuming that if Good Brother 3 is now in the fold, Freebird Worlds would apply. And since Matt Justice is taking on Bishop, that means Good Brother 3 is going to slide into that spot with Manders. And they're going to go one-on-one with Boomaye. And we'll get a promo from them a little bit later on in this recap. And then we'll also get a promo from Boomaye a little bit later on in this recap. But that's going to be great. Um, oh, actually, it's time for that promo right now. So Manders, Good Brother 3, they're drinking. They're talking about their feelings and how they're burying them way down. All the way down to their loitos, I think he called it, or cojones or something like that. What do you use? He's a Spanish term for balls. Cojones. Cojones. Okay, yeah. They bury them all the way down to their cojones, and they never talk about them. Then they inflict violence. And that's how they deal with their feelings. But now, listen, it's Christmas, and Good Brother 3, he's got the Christmas spirit. Rob knows. He's got the Christmas spirit, man. He's all about it. And he gives Manners an elf hat to go along with his Santa hat. And Manners puts it on. Manners, like myself, he's got a big head. Us big-headed men. Hats are difficult to find, and when you find them, you keep them in very good condition and shape. So he made the elf hat work, and then he asked about the Freebird rules, and Manners agreed. So Good Brother 3 will step into that match with the Bumaye Fight Club as SGC defends their tag team titles at Holiday Rush. Um, what did you think about this wonderful promo from Good Brother 3 and Manners before we get into Nolo Katano taking on Tony Gaffin? Hey, Fantastic. You gotta love Good Brother number three. Just really has emotion. Hmm. Uh, I loved how he's just like I just bury everything down, down to my cojones, and let it all out in a burst of violence. And I mean, not the most recommended tactic in general life, but I suppose if you're in an industry where you have to beat people up, it might actually work. So it definitely does. Uh, works for it you, definitely does. Good Brother three. Yeah, in, in wrestling, that would be the best kind of therapy you have. Yeah, all right. Rough day personal life. I'm not gonna beat the fuck out of my opponent later. It, it absolutely works. It absolutely does. All right. I I would I would at least I would think it would. And also me being a big Fraser Crane fan, I think Dr. Fraser Crane would also agree. Okay. Okay. He would. He would agree. All right. So Nola Katano, as I mentioned before, Rob got his little two cents in there about that promo. Nola Katano taking on Tony Deppin, who's not alone. That's right. He's with his proteges, Crawford and Griffin McCoy. I really do love Griffin McCoy. He's got that face you want to punch. And uh, yeah. he's very entertaining yeah. at making you hate him. Crawford, not so much, because I could see Crawford kind of leaning either way. Like, if he was a baby face, I'd cheer for him. And him being a heel, I'd boo him. But Griffin McCoy, he definitely has that. Like, every time I see Griffin McCoy smile, I want to punch him right in the nose. Yeah, he was here last week, too. I regretted not being able to uh, go see him. Me as well, me as well. But there, there'll be plenty of time to see McCoy. I know he'll be coming back in the near future. But this match was great. And Katano continues to impress. And to go this deep in the match, this is about a 12-minute long match, to go this deep with a man of the skill set of a Tony Deppin, to actually almost take the win a few times, 
only before Deppin caused the distraction, low blow, yada, 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 gets the win on Katano. But Katano, nothing to hang his head about. He had a banger of a match with arguably one of the greatest technical wrestlers of the modern era right now. We're talking about Tony Deppin. You want to argue with me about it? Check the man's resume. It speaks for itself. He's been all over the world. He is one of the most traveled professional wrestlers in this business next to a Matt Cross. I would 100% say that. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> this match was tremendous. Uh, I really enjoy Nolo Katano, man. He, he gets better every time I see him. I love how he sells with his face. Tony Deppin is such a weasel, but I, I, I can't hate him because I don't I like hate Deppin, man. Anything I, to win. I, I love I love Deppin. I really respect Deppin, and I respect Crawford, and I expect McCoy. They they deliver their parts beautifully. I cannot say a bad thing about Tony Deppin, except man. I fucking hate that guy, but I love to hate that guy. I do. Right. I do. Well, there you go. There it is. Uh, and it was a it was a great entertaining match. Of course, Tony taking the W, but uh, Griffin being ejected from ringside. Oh, no, that was later on in the show. Oh, You're jumping ahead. That was the next. That was the I'm, later I'm on. Mixing match. up matches. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But uh, how about this? After the match, though, Devin gets a promo. Devin Blackwood is a crybaby. Should go back to California. Actually, he left Buffalo to go to California, and he should go back to Buffalo because California doesn't even want him. And at this point, Kevin Blackwood's heard enough. His music comes out. He's got a chair in hand. He's ready to take on all three, but security stops him. Dapping, egging him on, egging him on, saying, go back, go uh, go work on shitty tattoos. Like, that's not cool, man. The man is actually a really good tattoo artist. If you check Kevin, Kevin Blackwood's Instagram, he's got fire skill sets with his tattoo work. So that's the one thing I will disagree on Tony Deppin about. Blackwood is a fire tattoo artist, but hey, I get it. You're working a promo. You're working the crowd. You want to piss off your opponent. And all this means is that Blackwood just so wants to get his hands on Deppin as quickly as he possibly can. Uh, and then right after that, we get a recap of uh, Brett Ryan Gosling and Lug Love Doug and the beef that they have. And they will face each other at Kings of Coliseum in a Love is Blind match. I'm not sure what this entails. Love Doug was still, he was in the Battle Royal and he was wrapped like a mummy covering all the vicious scars that ensued from the vicious attack by Brett Ryan Gosling. So, Rob, tell me what you think about the Deppin promo and uh, what you think about this Love is Blind match and what could possibly be the rules of said match. Like, I mean, you can't just call a match something without there being some kind of a stipulation. I've never heard of a Love is Blind match, so I'm kind of curious as to what the stipulations might be. I mean, I'm just assuming perhaps they may be blindfolded, although that would make it rather difficult it might just be a, a gimmick title and maybe becca comes out as a special guest referee therefore that's why love is blind because she has to pick between the two of them and their love for her would cause them to not take to question if she does a fast count or interferes but, but i mean is is brett ryan Gosling really her boyfriend like we haven't heard from becca on this matter. i didn't say it was her boyfriend I didn't say that. All but I said was, but that's what I'm saying is he might be as delusional. He might be delusional, and it, it could be that not, she comes out and says, "I don't want anything to do with either of you," and then maybe they just both beat up Becca. Well, that would be that would be pointless for them. They would get sued by her record label to no avail. No avail. Oh, that is true. It would be stupid. Yeah, I know you love that little tidbit. All right. So, uh, anyways, what do you think of the Deppin promo before we get into? Uh... I, I I liked it. Tony Deppin's a he knows how to draw heat from people, and uh, they know how to get push his buttons too. I can tell. So you know, it's always it's always a good time for the crowd when Tony Deppin's on the card. Solid promo, typical Deppin. 
And, uh, you know, two months we haven't seen Kevin Blackwood. So he's got a lot to, to chirp him for. Absolutely. Fair enough. Okay. RSP promo. All Akira had to do was trust in him. Not him, but him. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. He didn't. He just kept listening to the fans chanting Akira, Akira. And he was blinded. So now he's going to atone for his sins. And he will definitely have to do that because he will be trusting in the calling to deliver on that atonement. So that was pretty powerful words from Ricky Champagne's leading into their match. And then right after that, Selena, Rocky, and Janai in her office. And she is just gloating about how happy she is to just be able to come back and take over MLW like that. But on her desk is one of Cesar Durant's masked minions mask. That's right. Just a mask. She's very concerned, wondering who left this mask there, why it's there, who put it there, asking everyone. Asking Rocky, asking Janai, even asking the cameraman, Chris, who says, I don't know. And she's like, oh, you don't know? I don't know. Like, I don't know. And it was great how he said it, too, because he's off in the background. All he hears, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was so, so awesome. Uh, and then at that point, Ichiban comes in. He comes in with his interpreter, and she's just had enough. She says, you want your shot at Rocky? You're not going to get it no way, no how. But you know what? I'm going to give you an early Christmas gift. You versus me at Holiday Rush. If you can beat me, and this is Selena saying this to Ichiban, if you can beat me, you get your shot at Rocky Romero. So Ichiban says, number one, the interpreter says, be careful what you wish for. And that is another match added to Holiday Rush. Holiday Rush is actually a great way to end the year for MLW because they're tying up all these storylines. We're already seeing the development of new storylines. And now this will lead us into Kings of Coliseum. So I like how they're going to finally end Fatu and Hammer once and for all. We're finally going to get to see Ichiban hopefully get a shot at Rocky. Maybe at Kings Coliseum if he gets past Selena. Uh, we're going to see Bumaye and SGC and what that feud could look like because they're starting to build that one, which I'm intrigued by. Uh, and then Matt Justice and Joey Bishop. I'm also excited to see where this match goes. So already we're seeing some matches on the card continue to close out storylines and evolve the next crop of storylines. But Rob, what did you think about all this? The Ricky Shane Page promo, everything that happened in Selena's office. Like, What's your tip? What's your thoughts on all this? Uh, interesting. Selena's going to work Ichiban. I, I, I want to see how this is going to go. This should be uh, a, an interesting match. Selena, listen, uh, Selena can wrestle. Check. I, I believe it. Check I know, but go. But uh, I just want to see how she's going to handle number one Ichiban. Uh, I like the seed being planted for for Cesar. That was interesting with that mask. Well, if Cesar is, is always never is. really gone. He's ne- they never ended that storyline, right? Well, that's the thing. Like. But he's he's never really been gone, but he has been gone. So is he coming back? Or is that maybe somebody wanting us to think or wanting Selena to think he's coming back just to mess with her? Who knows? Could be could be intriguing. Uh yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm anxious to 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 see Holiday Rush, to be honest with you. It seems like it's gonna be an interesting show. It's gonna be a fun show to kill off uh, to end the year out for MLW for sure. All right, we got Crawford versus Blackwood. Uh, and he's out there with McCoy and Deppin, who's on commentary, just talking all kinds of shit about Kevin Blackwood yeah. in the best way possible. Uh, McCoy gets involved in the match early on, and he gets ejected. And he gets ejected by the ref who tells the ring announcer that if he does not leave the ringside within the next 10 seconds, he will be suspended indefinitely. I've never seen this before. I thought it was a wild tactic. And McCoy ran to the back within five seconds. It was actually smart. And the greatest part about that was Tep- Deppin's response on commentary. That kid's smart. Because I don't have the money to pay him. So running back means that I can still pay him through MLW. 
I don't pay him. MLW pays him, but he worked for me. But MLW pays him. So he was right. happy about that. He didn't have to pay for him. Uh, and then at that point, Blackwood now is fighting a one-on-one match, not a handicap match, and he wins easily. Uh, beats Crawford within 30 seconds of McCoy leaving ringside. And then Blackwood um, and Deppin kind of yelling at each other. Deppin saying, ah, oh, shut up. Go back to Buffalo. You suck. And Blackwood Blackwood is going to get his hands on him, and he is. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Another match and uh, announced for Holiday Rush. Kevin Blackwood will finally get his hands on Tony Deppin, and that match might be the show stealer of the night. Very, It's going to be very technical, and those two are going to put on one hell of a show. So, Rob, what did you think about this match? I know you kind of goofed up on it earlier on, but like you said, yeah. minds are all over the place. But what did you think about this? Griffin McCoy, the 10-second rule, indefinite <laughs> suspension. It was just, a, this was a weird but fun one. When do, since when do referees all of a sudden have the power invested in them to issue suspensions and, and, and all this stuff? That was weird, but it, you know what? It got him out of the way, and once it did, uh, Blackwood pretty much took care of business. It was the battle of the faux blondes. Uh yeah, it was a pre- pretty decent match. I mean, I like I like TJ Crawford. I think he's got a lot of upside and uh, getting to see him work Blackwood, a short but sweet match. It was, it was a good one. Absolutely. And I forgot to mention this. Uh, Tony Deppin gets off commentary, shakes Matt Stryker's hand, which in the best, looks at Joe Dabrowski and says, I hope to never work with you again. <laughs> so, yeah, he was, he was great on the commentary for that. He absolutely so, yeah, was. I, I would put Tony Deppin up there with MSL as guest commentators or even Vance Warner. Those, those three have been my favorite guest commentators of 2023 uh, for sure. Uh, That was a good one. We get a hammer promo. Uh, I gave the fans the perfect wrestler and they chose to cheer for a thug and a criminal. And we're going to go at it again, me and fat too. And I'm going to make it a clean sweep. That's it. Played it simple. So Hammer announcing, already announcing victory over Jacob Vatu. I've already gone over the matches. And at this point, we hear from Alex Kane and Mr. Thomas about their impending tag team title match. Hey, uh, Mr. Thomas, what does MSL think he had? A shot. And he brought out who? The indie god. What happens when you beat a god? You become immortal. Kane and Thomas got no beef with SGC. They want the gold. That's it. They want the gold. And MSL, you keep coming. Keep sending people. We're going to run them because we run MLW. And that's on. Boom, I am. Great promo. I loved it, how they tied in everything. MSL thought he had a shot. Sends out a god. What happens when you beat a god? You become immortal. So Alex Kane still spitting fire. Mr. Thomas and Alex Kane and their cadets with one another, picking up full steam, using it to full advantage. And when Alex Kane and Thomas are on point like they were in this promo, they're fucking untouchable. They're absolutely untouchable. It was a fantastic promo. It was 30 seconds, probably one of Kane's shorter promos, but still yep. gr- a great fucking promo. Uh, Rob, what- like how they're just like, I got no beef with them, but we're still going to whoop them. You know what I mean? Like Business is business, baby. Yeah, solid, solid. The usual Alex Kane. Can't touch him right now. Top of his game. Absolutely. And here we go. Main event time. Akira versus Ricochet and Page for the open weight strap. Akira not 100%. He enters the ring fully wrapped up, fully stitched up, bandaged. Uh, he put up Bloodied. a solid. Yeah, a little bit bloody as well. He put up a solid fight. He absolutely did. Um, but unfortunately, Ricky with that sweet corkscrew or cork pin DDT, whatever they called it, he just planted him straight up. Spiked him. Spiked him. Was vicious. And then at that point, uh, retaining the open weight strap, he's not done. No, no. The calling comes out. They tape Akira to the ring rope, the middle rope. And uh, Ricky Champagne grabs a microphone and he says, welcome 
to the court. The court of Carcosa. Of Carcosa. Uh, and he's got a shaver in his hand. And if anybody knows Carcosa and shavers, then you understand where he's going. If you don't look it up, I don't have time to go into the whole mythological thing of it. Um, Akira says he's going to pay for turning his back on the calling. And he's going to pay for his transgressions. And then Ricky shaves off Akira's mohawk and slaps him before he and the calling leave. With the open weight strap in hand, Akira is still taped to the ropes. Now, again, Court of Carcosa. Okay. If you don't know what the Court of Carcosa is, and when he actually said it, I popped because I'm like, holy shit, I actually know this. I know okay. what he's doing. I know about it. It was actually quite ingenious. This entire promo, the wordage or the verbiage, I should say, that was used and the shaving of the head, all very, very telltale hardish. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, please, like I said, Google it because I don't have time to go through the mythology. But Rob, what did you think about this match? It was short. Akira wasn't at 100%, so we know that this is far from over. But I got to say, Ricky Shane Page, impressive tonight. Everything. The promo, the match work, everything was impressive tonight. And I, Akira and him, when it does come down to a match, when Akira does eventually win that openweight strap, it's going to be fucking fire. But I will give today, to the de I will give the devil his due. Ricochet Page and the whole Court of Carcosa thing. It's fucking genius. Absolute genius. Yeah. I, you know, I felt the match was maybe a little short. I wanted some more. Uh, but I, I don't think it'll necessarily be the end between these two guys. So no, there, there's going to be more, more of those two to go. Uh, it, it, I felt like this one was more of a psychology and story match than, you know, being a, a wrap up to the feud. So. I loved how they worked, you know, the injuries on Akira, the head, the ribs. Uh, great, great storytelling there. Probably one of Ricky's better performances I've seen in MLW. Yeah, it was solid. Great way to end the show and the season heading off into Holiday Rush. Absolutely. And you know what? That means that that's it for us. You will hear back from us sometime over the holiday season. But MLW Rewind will be on hiatus till January 6th. So we're letting everyone at SNME know. Uh, thank you very much for welcoming us to your network this year. It's been a first great year and a half that we've been part of this network, so we're honored to be a part of it. We can't wait for 2024 and what that holds. And to all the MLW faithful who have followed us from day one, we appreciate you. More than I think you guys would possibly know. When the Rewind was started, it was started as just a little side thing, going to be every once in a while. Not a whole lot of effort put into it. And then when me and the original co-host parted ways, I took it up, and Rob and I have built this fucking thing together. Uh, I have, I've had nothing to, yes, I do a lot more work than Rob does. I edit it. I promote it. I do all that shit. Yeah, he's, he's not even lying. It's, it's, <laughs> and I don't mean to throw shade. No, he's not. It's just the facts. It, it's it, like it, saying it, the sky is blue. It's that's the way it is. That is the way it is. But you know what? Rob, Rob comes in every time focused and we may not be a hundred percent. Sometimes we phone them in, but for the most part, we at least are factual with our information and you can know our information on point because we did do the research and we did watch the product and we continue to watch and love the product. So for everyone at MLW, thank you for giving us such amazing things to talk about. Uh, thank you for keep evolving your roster. Uh, Corp Bauer, thank you for being something that is just easily watchable and easily entertaining. It's very seamless to be an MLW fan because nothing disappoints. The only thing that disappoints is when Josh Bishop has way too much gel in his hair. That would be the only thing that disappoints. And that's not a shot of Josh Bishop. I'm just saying, man, if you're going to like do the shower thing with the rock, like dredge yourself in water, make sure 
that um, you don't overdo it because sometimes water spots appear on tights. Even on black tights, they show my man, that's just a friendly tip. That is just a friendly tip. All right. But regardless of the fact, MLW is a killer product and it's easy for us to talk about something that we love when it's that much fun to do. This is not work for the two of us. This is two MLW fans who live and breathe for this product. And, you know, 2023 was a highlight year for me based off the fact that you and I, we got one of our episodes sponsored by the product that we talk about so much, MLW, which was huge for us. And, you know, with with MLW bringing back MLW radio in 2024, maybe that's the next goal to set. We would be a perfect fit for MLW radio. You know what? I'm going to make this the clip for the socials. If you think that the rewind should be on MLW radio, retweet this, share it in your stories, do whatever you can to help us get on MLW radio because they know we're here. The roster listens to us. We've got a solid following here in terms of viewership. The people out there respect what we have to say because we don't shit all over the product. We, we talk about the good things and the bad things. We point out what we see as, as works that need to improve, not negativities, things that just might need to be improved. But at the end of the day, we're not core power. It's not our money. We're not putting anything into this. So they're going to do things their way. But MLW is great at doing their things their way because you know what? They do them well. They do them so and, incredibly. And they do listen to the fans, and that's important. Uh, so, yeah, just to echo everything you've just said, much appreciation. You know, it's almost the end of the year. It's been another wonderful year in MLW land. We appreciate all the people who work at the league, the wrestlers, everybody who listens and tunes in, everybody who's who's reached out to us, all the wrestlers we've talked to. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, hopefully 2024 will be even bigger and better things for all of us and all of you as well. Absolutely. And I, that's a, that's a great way to end this. So, you know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. Be safe. Enjoy the holidays with your family. Lots of love and hope everybody gets everything that they want for Christmas. And, um, you know what? Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a hell of a year and, uh, I couldn't have asked for anyone better to share this journey with than you, bro. And I mean oh, that. Thanks, homie. I mean Appreciate that with you. with uh, uh, way more respect than I think anybody would realize. Off camera, there have been some difficult times, and uh, <clears throat> trying to hold it back here. This man has has been there for me more than a lot of people would realize. So, uh, you want to talk about brotherhood? This is this cat's a fucking realist, and um, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, whoo, shit. All right, enough, enough, fucking, uh, enough somberness. Fuck you, Rob. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to sign off and go cry. That's it. That's it. All right, peace, love, and wrestling. Guys, be safe. Don't forget, we will have our holiday rush review some point over the holidays. But we'll be back to full force from January 6th onward. All right, peace, love, and wrestling, guys. We'll see you in 2024. Adios y feliz Navidad. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during 4-5. Got a hustle on the own time. Color people every port side. We just people from...